Aviation Sunday episode 8. My name is Kabira and I'm the host on the show with Warwick. Today on the show we'll be joined by our fellow aviation enthusiasts Devashin and Thomas. Today on the show we'll be talking about Delta and face masks, Virgin Atlantic's 36th birthday and an update on the PIA PK-8303 crash and state-owned airlines or privatized airlines. Which are better? Enjoy the podcast. This is the Aviators South Africa. This episode is in association with African Pilot Magazine. Subscribe to Africa's finest aviation magazine today. For more information, go to www.africanpilot.co.za. Producing this content takes a lot of time and effort. Therefore, why don't you become a member of our channel through Buy Me A Coffee or on our website. This will assist us financially and allow us to continue providing quality aviation content to South Africa and beyond. As a member of our channel, you will receive members-only aviation tech content reviews, get early YouTube videos and podcasts, and even get featured on our podcast and YouTube episodes. To do this, click on the links in the description. There's a buy me a coffee link and there's a a link in our website. If you click on the link to our website, you will get a 10-day free trial and then you can decide whether you'd like to continue. Alternatively, just buy us a coffee on the link below. $5 a coffee. Thank you for supporting us. Enjoy the episode. We have been talking about how most airlines are banning people from coming aboard the plane without a face mask. However, Delta appears to have taken a different approach. Delta is an airline based in Atlanta, Georgia. They are one of the USA's three major airlines. Airlines are social distancing or using PPE uniforms. However, they all seem to be saying that you must wear a mask at the least. But Delta seems to have gone the other way. Delta implemented a new policy on the 4th of May stating that all staff and passengers must wear face masks or a shield while at the airport and on planes to prevent the spread of COVID-19. Despite this newly enacted policy, CEO Ed Bastian has highlighted the difficulty in actually enforcing it. In an interview, he said, If the government were to mandate it, I think it would help, because if the government mandated it, then you could enforce it. However, the government had left it to airlines to make their own decisions. This could be a risky move for Delta because they could get into a bad spot if somebody does is not wearing a mask and there is a case on the aircraft. We are expecting that people will probably be scared to not wear a mask and the chance of somebody like that not being worried about themselves and not knowing or stressing about a high-risk person's life, they could endanger or love. So what does everybody think about this change or different take? So one way to look at it is they could be scaring off potential business. For example, let's say I'm very scared of coronavirus and I'm very cautious about what I do and where I go. I wouldn't want to be on a plane with um, some people who aren't wearing face masks. So um, for people who, who are like that, they don't want to go on Delta because there are going to be people without their masks on because 
that you don't have to have your mask on. Whereas with other airlines, when it's compulsory to wear a mask, you'll feel a lot safer because um, everyone will be having have to wear a mask. So, Kabir? I do agree with you in terms of there could be scaring of potential passengers. Like the discussion we had the other day about South African airlines not legally required to do social distancing in aircraft. Personally, I would definitely not travel on an aircraft with um, the thought that, you know, they're not going to reprimand or, you know, take passengers off that plane because they have a mask not wearing a mask because the risk with that is I'm on the plane and they're actually carrying the virus. Now they are obviously going to spread it. And the face mask is not necessarily for immediate protection, but rather for protecting yourself at the same time as protecting others. But if you know, it only is as effective if two people who are in contact with each other are wearing a face mask, both of them. The other thing that I will definitely say is in terms of Delta CEO saying if the government were to mandate that, I completely agree. In South Africa, we have this weird thing where, you know, we have this law that under level three lockdown, we have to go out with a face mask. And I suspect this will go on for the next month or so. But the thing is, with this law, it means there's no touch and go. If I board a plane without a face mask, it is illegal. I can get arrested for that. Although it sounds extremely weird, that is just the world we're living in. So I do agree that if America were to mandate this law, I think it would definitely assist airlines and assist stopping the spread of the virus because people just think, well, it's, it's, it's not legal. I can walk around, you know, without a face mask or with a face mask. It's my choice. And I think that is also partly why it's such a peak there in the U.S. Um, what do you think, Devashan? Well, I agree with you. And also another point that I want to make is that wearing a face mask protects yourself. So if you have COVID and you cough, you cough into the mask so it doesn't get spread. So you have to wear a mask. Yes, that is that is definitely true. And that's why it's only as effective if both of us are wearing the mask when we are in contact. The combo with social distancing and the wearing of masks is that's the reason it is. You know, in the beginning of this whole COVID thing, people thought the mask was to protect you from getting the virus. Although to some extent it is that, it's more about protecting others from you giving it to them. What do you think about Delta's take, Warwick? I definitely think that it is not the way to go. But that being said, they, the government aren't making it easy for the airlines because some airlines may be saying that you've got to wear a face mask, otherwise you're going to be kicked off the plane. And some airlines are going to be saying the opposite. So you've kind of got to look on both sides. There are pros and cons to each. As Tom said, said they could be scaring away potential business. However, they could also be gaining potential business. Yes, that is a very fair point. So we'll have to see how the situation unfolds. And especially in South Africa, we'll have to see how the airlines react because it is a law here. But I personally don't think that the U.S. will be mandating a full-on face mask law. So from Delta, it's certainly a very interesting take. Six days ago, Virgin Atlantic celebrated its 36th birthday. However, 36 is likely to be one birthday that the airline will not want to remember for many years to come. 
The entire scheduled passenger operation has been grounded for around three months now. The airline's first aircraft, a Boeing 747 named Maiden Voyager, flew from London Gatwick Airport to New York's Newark Airport. However, this happened 36 years ago and things could not be more different now. Sadly, we just saw Virgin Atlantic retire its 747 fleet, which was a difficult which was a difficult decision. From the Aviator South Africa, a very happy birthday. Sun Express 866 contact approach on 9050. That's a Boeing 5172. We are descending flight level 70 on course to Sierra Palima. Ocean Yankee descend flight level 100 after active procedure Sierra Papa Yankee. A few weeks ago, we covered the tragic Pakistan Airlines PIA PK8303 crash in Karachi. The initial report suggests that it is pilot error that caused the deadly crash. After taking the cockpit voice recorder, CVR, to Airbus in France, it seems that there was some miscommunication between air traffic control and the flight crew. The initial findings suggest that there was nothing wrong with the aircraft at all. The Aviation Minister of Pakistan said the following about the initial findings. The pilot and ATC did not follow the procedure. The plane was 100% okay. In the last half hour, the pilot's discussion was about COVID-19. They were not fully focused as their families were affected. Currently, a new stat has emerged that 40% of Pakistan's commercial pilots are fake and have fraudulent licenses. This could be a reason for the crash. We'll have to wait and see. However, our thoughts are with the families of the victims of the crash. We'll be sure to give you an update when there's new information available. State-owned airlines or privatized airlines? Which is better? There are many of both types of airlines. What is a privatized airline or state-owned airline and what are the pros and cons of these? We're here to take a look. So a state-owned airline is an airline owned by the country. This is as an example SAA, which is a state-owned airline. The one main difference is a state-owned airline is owned by the government and a privatized airline is separately owned. So we're now going to have a discussion um, showing the pros and cons of both state-owned airlines and privatized airlines. Now, this is very much a building topic and a relevant one at the moment. So we currently know that we have South African Airways. South African Airways is a state-owned airline and they are really struggling at the moment and it's unclear what their future holds. Now, another thing we're going to be talking about with the state-owned airlines and privatized airlines throwing into the mix is a flag carrier. Now, a flag carrier is an airline which carries a country's flag across the world. Warwick, would you mind giving me an example of a flag carrier? So South African Airways or British Airways are both flag carriers. Mm -hmm. And the main difference between SAA and British Airways, I'm very happy you prompted me to say British Airways because essentially British Airways used to be a state-owned airline. Um, and one episode, I think we should go through BA's history because it's quite an interesting one. But essentially, British Airways are now part of the International Airlines Group, IAG, which is a private company, which hence means that they are a privatized airline, but are also a flag carrier. So they carry the United Kingdom up into the sky, essentially. Um, Tom, tell me. So, um, I think for the pros and cons of state-owned airlines, um, so there's two ways to look at it. Um, if you have a, a state-owned airline, you get um, funding 
uh, that doesn't need, I mean, funding from the government from like taxes and all that. Um, and so that's that's good. You get like extra funding without having to, you know, do th- things for it. And then also the thing with privatized airline that's that's so good about it is that you have co- full full control over how you want your airline or, or how what happens with your airline. And whereas with the government, it's always there's always going to be mixed opinions and and whatever. So Kabir, I agree, and that is a very good point. It's both a pro and a con, and it's a pro in terms of getting funding constantly from the government. And I was actually going to say before um you had your point that British Airways, although they are privatized, there's talk that they are getting a bailout from the UK government. But the thing is, it can be a good thing to have government money or a bad thing. If you live in a country that is not so economically rich, if it were, like South Africa, and specifically African countries, then um, money for airlines is not necessarily something that is often put out. So South African Airways, although they're getting money after bailout, after bailout, after bailout, there's only so much you can do to save a failing airline. And part of the issue with state-owned airlines is the governance around the airline. So we take a private airline such as Comair, which Warwick is going to assist me with shortly, but and SAA. Now the thing is, although Comair um, has governance issues, the trouble is they can control those issues within themselves. Whereas South African Airways, you get into government affairs, then you start talking about um, political parties, ANC or DA or whatever. But Warwick is going to raise another point on these airlines. You could, as you were saying, that a lot of African countries are not necessarily as good to have a a state-owned airline. However, you could look at Air Botswana, which is a state-owned airline, and they have been very successful. I I do agree with you, and that's the truth. You get some which are successful and some which are not, and the majority are successful, but some are also not. Another state-owned airline is Air India, and Air India is really not in a good position. They are in essentially in South African Airways position. Um, but Thomas, what do you think of the situation? So um, one thing you can say is that, I mean, you have to, the, the, the success or failure of the state-owned airline depends on two main factors, which is the amount of money and, and tax that you get, and also the government, um, how, how um, like good are they and how you know, cognitive whatever they are. Yes. So, Warwick, what would you like to say? I think you do have another good point. I think you could also look at it that some governments can start off well. Like, as an example, South African Airways started off well as a state-owned airline. However, they have gone downhill. They used to be a really good airline. That is completely true. And I mean, that is obviously the same as British Airways. And although British Airways are trying to be in that same league, if, if, if it were as they were in, there's only so much you can do. And unfortunately, COVID has really flipped things around and made state-owned airlines a lot more vulnerable. 
then the private ones. But even the private ones like South Africa's Comair are also in a really bad position because they are private. They have no way to look for funding. So we're going to leave it there, but it's certainly a very interesting topic. Unfortunately, this week, there's no weekly aviation shout-out winner. So please remember to go to our Google form and fill it out, which is in the description below, so that you or someone else can get nominated and win the weekly aviation shout-out for next week. This is an extension of the Aviated South Africa podcast. Find us on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor and more. Look in the description for the links. Also, please like and subscribe. Happy flying! Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of The Aviator South Africa. We'll see you next time on next week Sunday, 3 p.m. South African time. Please stay safe, stay home. Together we can beat the coronavirus. Hashtag stay home South Africa. To find out more about the coronavirus, visit sacoronavirus.co.za for more information. There's also a WhatsApp support number at 0600-123-456. That is 0600-123-456. Stay safe, South Africa.